All right, everybody, welcome to the postcast very much. Um, we got a lot of st stuff to talk about tonight. That that doesn't feel like when we come in here and there's something that we really need to rail on or complain about. We can talk about things that Ole Miss can do better, but that almost just kind of felt like Ole Miss lost a football game. Um, there's little things about the quarterback draw and the stuff inside. It felt like Alabama was baiting Ole Miss. Um, I think Ole Miss needed to do a little more in the draft pass pa um, passing game. Quinshawn Judkins at the end of the game could have been used more effectively, but he was not. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily feel like that. It's normally when you play these games, Ole Miss is kind of punching up at Alabama. They weren't really doing that tonight. It was a battle of two um, evenly matched teams. Um, I do think Jacob Holloway um, has a thing where he says, we outcoached ourselves in the last drive once we got to the goal line. Yeah, they kind of tried to play four-dimensional chess, um, but it was pretty good. Quinshawn Judkins, another game over 100 yards, another game, two touchdowns. I think he's about 150 yards away from the school record with Alabama and Mississippi State left to go. Listen, this was going to be a big deal this season. This was a huge game, and to throw the ball in the end zone with a chance to win inside of a minute, you couldn't really ask for anything more. I mean, you could ask that he completes it, um, but overall, it was a fairly well-coached um, game. Mike Big says the fumble at the end of the first half, half is what lost it. I agree with that. This offense is different with Zach Evans in it. When he is not able to play, the offense just looks a bunch different. You're absolutely right, Mike. Um, Craig Murray says, I think we get up and we get um, conservative. Our best prevent offense is to keep calling plays the same way. Yeah, and a little bit is that loss, loss of Zach Evans kind of put more onus on Quinshawn, which means Alabama could focus all their energy in the tackle box because Jackson Dart was going to run in the middle. Quinshawn Judkins was going to do a lot of his damage in the middle. And because of that, our game plan kind of got thrown out a little bit, I think. Um, but it was a situation where Alabama made a play down the seam against Jonathan Mingo, won the game. The game was probably lost whenever we tried to run the quarterback draw on third down. And Byron Young kind of ate that up. He ate quarterback draws up like two or three times in this game. Alabama got back to playing Nick Saban old-style Alabama football. No Jameer Gibbs in the second half. It was Jace McKellen. It was kind of murder, doll, murder ball. And Alabama was more effective. Um, when our alignment have a true pass rush, Pass block, um, they're lost. Yeah, Jacob, um, the thing you need to understand about that is on most every play that Ole Miss runs, they're run blocking. So whenever they have to truly pass set, like shuffle back and all that stuff, it's not exactly as familiar of a thing. It's, it's one of the downsides of having the offense that we run. It can look really, really good, but really similar to the way Nebraska was in 1992-1993. Um, if the other team gets up on Ole Miss, it can be a little bit of a problem because playing catch-up and things like that, can't really do that. Um, I've got a link out to John Avery. I don't know if he's going to join the podcast or whatever he's going to do, but if he does, just be patient with that. That's the reason we're kind of doing this now. Um, Craig Murray says, Jacob Holloway, I don't see how they determine how to pass block with all the RPO stuff now. They, they don't. 
Craig, honestly. Um, they, they run block on plays, and since it's side-to-side zone blocking, they can kind of do that and get away with the pass set. Um, so whenever they shuffle, it's a little bit of a tough situation. So let's look at the stats. Jackson Dart was 18-31, 212, had a touchdown. He was sacked three times. Most of those were on those um, quarterback draw type situations towards the end. But um, he played – I'm through worrying about Jackson Dart in big games. This Everybody told us all year, it's like, well, wait until we play an SEC team. Wait until um, – an SEC team is in the cards. But Jackson Dart does not look out of place. He played a pl- plenty good game against the one of the most talented rosters in the country. Because you can say with whatever you say about their record and how they play, this, that team has the most talent on the roster that Ole Miss is going to see this year. The only team that can, might can compete with them is Georgia. Um, Dean Austin says, Coach lost this game. It's just that simple, and I'm really upset that we had this game and we gave it away. And that being said, yeah, it's one of those things. He kind of got into his head a little bit um, at the end. Um, but a pass into the end zone with under a minute to go to win the game. Uh, in 2014, Bo Wallace made that pass, you know. So, um, okay, Glenn, that's a little bit crazy. Glenn says if he was Judkins, he'd hit the transfer portal and he shouldn't waste another year at Ole Miss. That, that, that's retarded. Um, I know you're upset, but that, that's ridiculous. Uh, Jacob Holloway says, we've got to be better at punting the ball. Yes, yes. I asked on Twitter today, is, is the wind blowing in Oxford? Because we were really struggling punting the ball. This game, it can be argued, was lost on the hidden yardage that we was not able to get in the punting game. Whenever we were taking over between 30 and 15-yard line, they were taking over between their 40 and our 45-yard line, and that's kind of unacceptable whenever the defending Heisman Trophy is on the other sidelines. Um, Yeah, I was not impressed with the putting game. Uh, I I don't – I wasn't impressed with – Honestly, our play calling in the series before the last series, whenever they were um, relying too much on the toss sweep and Alabama had obviously figured it out, and it was like two possessions before that, it was starting off at second and 15 or, you know, second and 12, and you were automatically behind the chains and at that point they had you. They could turn Will Anders loose. They could turn Dallas Turner loose, which, by the way, Dallas Turner is sorry for what he did tonight. He knows what he did tonight. They won the game. Good for it. That doesn't excuse what he did. That um, face mask penalty against Jackson Dart, if you get thrown out of the game for accidentally hitting helmet to helmet on a person, you should be thrown out of the game for that. That was egregious. And then three minutes later in the game, he's pushing Jackson Dart's helmet into the ground. That's a mistake. That's not an excuse for anything like that. So the officiating was awful. I mentioned this early in the um, game. It was awful on both sides, though. But as the game went on, they missed a horse collar, missed a face mask, um, missed some hands to the face, missed some holdings, um, some some genuine general stuff that happens in an Alabama game kind of happened in the second half of that game. They learned how to call holding. Um, they just caught it on Ole Miss in the second half. But 
the reason that you know, like Thomas says, the refs were bad, and the reason you know that um, we're developing into a good team is it didn't hurt like it would. It should. All of this happened in the first half, and it didn't really affect Ole Miss. I think the biggest things that affected Ole Miss in this game, if you want to look at nitpicking stuff that we could um, take, and Zach Evans being knocked out of the game on a potential targeting that he fumbled the ball and Alabama got it and ended up scoring a touchdown, much like 2014, there was a similar situation like that. Our punting was atrocious. I mean, there's no getting around that. It looked like they, we were always punting into a wind. I don't know if it was that breezy. I, I don't I don't know. And the play calling got a little stale in the fourth quarter. We started doing a little playing not to lose. Those are the, really the three things. But that isn't like things that we can look at as being really bad issue type things. And like, we're not quite there yet things. This was just a losing football thing. Alabama didn't play perfectly well either. Um, the defense, by the way, let me let you know these stats. This is ridiculous. Alabama um, was 6 for 13 on third down. They had 317 total yards. 317. Of that passing was a little over 200 yards, 209 yards. They had 108 yards rushing. 317 yards. The defense did their job. Everybody talked about this game for three weeks. It's like, with Ole Miss's defense, they're going to struggle. Because no team can shut out completely this Alabama team. Too many weapons, too much talent. The defense did their job. And I think that the first half, the defense playing like that and the offense getting the lead, maybe it caused a little bit of game plan stuff in the second half. And they thought they could pull it out in the end, and they almost did. They almost pulled it out at the end. I mean, one pass, they threw into bracket coverage. Alabama had the right coverage called because Ole Miss basically had to throw a seam route in that situation um, because of the poor third down call. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I, 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 I think it was a poor call on third down. That's where the game was actually lost, not the pass into the end zone on fourth down. Anyway, it was a pretty good game. Um, overall, I mean, like I said, I just wish Ole Miss would have won it. But it was a pretty good game. Um, Judkins, 135 yards. Um, Jackson Dart threw the ball for 212. He outthrew the Heisman Trophy winner. Defense played really well. Bama averaged 4.6 a play. Ole Miss averaged 5 a play. Oh, Bama had 36 rushes, averaged 3 yards per carry. Ole Miss had 49, averaged 3.9. It's one of those games between two evenly matched teams that just went at it. CBS got their money's worth. It was a really good football game. And it's not one of those games that at the end of it, you're just like getting all angry and everything like that because of what you didn't do. Now, I think they kind of left it out on the field. Now, did they play perfect? No, not even a little bit. But they played well enough to win the game. Both teams played well enough to win the game. Both teams had issues. Pete Golding in the second half made some adjustments against the Ole Miss run game and was able to kind of slow it down a little bit. Um, Ole Miss stopped going to 
essentially in the middle of the field at all. I think I saw a count of one pass in the middle of the field. Um, and I think that was incomplete as well. It's, it's you know, it, it, it really was. It, it was a stalemate in this game, honestly. Anyway, before we go any further, I do want to let you know about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy um, is your place to spice up college football. Go to the website today and pick a five, two to five players and decide whether or not they will go higher or lower than, um, um, than they actually do. So it's kind of like an over-under type thing, but it's just higher or lower. So pick them out and... Pick those players. You can bet up to five players. The number of multipliers go up from that. So, but like, if you thought Jaden Daniels was going to go higher than 271, which he didn't, by the way, um, you could have said that he was going to go lower, and that's how it would go. Anyway, it's easy to play and available in over 30 states. Pick two to five players each team, not just Ole Miss, and decide if they'll finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold hard cash. Sign up with promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and Undertog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. Deposit 100 bucks, get 100 bucks free. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on, one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation down in the comments and also the chat and up of the video. Anyway, Mike Big says tight end was invisible. Yes, Michael Trigg was obviously a smokescreen. They leaked that information um, on purpose, and um, it served its purpose. Now they just did not use the middle of <coughs> the middle of the field. Kelly played a little bit, but it was a lot of ten personnel type stuff. I do think um, they would have used more of Ulysses Bentley if they could, but it's hard to take Quinshot off the field when he's cooking a little bit. And that that's just something to keep in mind because he was playing really, really well. Now, if you, if you look at um, people participating in the shows, like I said, John Avery is supposed to be by here. We'll see if he joins. It was kind of a hard game. Maybe he couldn't get to the phone. But if you see teams that, Make Alabama play, uh, pay. Jaden Daniels running the ball. They all have quarterbacks that can move around a little bit. But one of the issues that I thought we had tonight was we were trying to run too much in between the tackles. And we just kind of limited ourselves to parts of the field. Like tonight it felt like if we were going to throw the ball, it was going to be outside the numbers. If we were going to run the ball, it was going to be inside the tackles. And we're not going to vacate that other than that toss sweep that we were doing with not a lot of blockers that they kind of figured out. So that, I think, needs to evolve over the last two games. Now, I'm going to talk in the third segment about the Arkansas Razorbacks who lost a 13-10 to game 
and honestly didn't look particularly good doing it to where I kind of change where what my feelings are. If Ole Miss plays like they did against Alabama, against Arkansas, Ole Miss is going to win that game. I mean, it, it, it's it's um, almost a done deal. Mike Biggs says, wish they had used 20 personnel like Steven said they might in this game. I think it would have helped out keep balance, um, Bama off balance. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I do not know why they're not going. They're not wanting to use it. Maybe it's a substitution thing. Maybe it's fear that you're keeping both of them on the field at the same time. I I do not know. Mike Big says another thing is our corners have got to learn how to tackle. They tackled very well for the first 40 minutes of the game. The last 20, they did not. Jace McClellan was able to get out, kind of turn the momentum got to the point where Ole Miss's defense was able to stop Bama and hold them to a field goal, Um, but the momentum had changed. There's a 13-point period in that second half where the momentum really changed. West Road games are are brutal, though. Yes, absolutely. It's absolutely nuts. It's hard to believe that this Bama team, this is the fifth game that they've either won or lost with a game-deciding play happening inside of a minute. That's, that's half of their season have been decided inside of a minute of the game, positive or less. I don't know. So, yeah, they, they got – I don't want to say soft. I do not want to say soft. Uh, they did not get overly physical in the second half of the game. Not having Judkins on that last series was terrible call, whoever made it. Um. Yeah, it, it, that last series, I think they got into their own head a little bit. Um, they they thought that they could do it. Um, fun fact, um, I handled that better than my wife did. I was sitting here watching the game, and then all of a sudden I heard her just screaming at the TV and throwing stuff, and I was like, you know, easy back, you know. But she's monitoring the chat right now, but she, she was doing her part as a good rebel as well. Um, positive when you win, we are better in close games since Lane. Yeah, and honestly, we don't lose many games since Lane. This is our fourth loss in two years in the regular season. Um, Thomas um, came out with that one. And so, I mean, it, it's a good deal. Now, credit to Alabama, but like I said, I said this at the beginning, this game just felt like a game between two evenly matched teams where Alabama just won the game. It wasn't a situation where Alabama was just better. It wasn't a situation where Ole Miss was trying to make up of some for some perceived flaw. It was two evenly matched teams that Alabama was able to get the best of them. And I think Nick Saban would tell you the same thing and Lane Kiffin. This was a game, honestly, that Lane Kiffin has been building for for three years. And he got it. With the football on the 15-yard line, Inside of a minute to play, going into Alabama's end zone with a chance to win. I think Lane Kiffin would take that every day against Alabama with the GOAT sitting on the other side. It's not a situation where anybody honestly needs to feel horrible about this. It's not a moral win. It's not a moral loss or whatever, anything like that. It's just you lost a football game. You left it out there. You did what you needed to do. You played fairly well. You have a generational running back that is going to break the school record. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be all right. And these last two games are winnable. You have a shot at a 10-2 and two season. And we get to slay another demon. We need to get the Fayetteville monkey off our back. And then we have the Egg Bowl um, five days after that. Win one of those two games, and we're in the Citrus Bowl at a minimum. Just one of those two games. We're in the Citrus Bowl. Win two of those games, win both, we're down in the Orange Bowl. So likely, no matter what happens, if we win both games or one of the last two games, we're going to be bowling in a place that we have never been or we haven't been since 1939 or something like that, and you're going to have sunny weather and it's going to be warm. So, by the way, the crowd... I want to give a monster props to the crowd. I have not heard Vault Hemingway Stadium sound like that many times in my life. I think maybe two or three. Tops. And I'm a relatively old guy. That stadium was electric. It was amazing. Good job on you. If you went to the game, thank you very much. You did a great job. Noise called operational issues. For the Crimson Tide and the defense holding that offense to 300 yards, uh, I, I mean those two things they they get the game ball. Quinshawn Judkins 135 yards, two touchdowns, game ball. The only thing we did not do was win the game. That's it. And like I said, it's just one of those situations. Yeah. Just one of those situations to where it's just a weird thing. Mike Big says, that's right, Steven. It can still be a great season. Could have been legendary, but I really don't think any in the, anyone in the SEC was going to beat Georgia this year. And also, I've been telling everybody all year, and the way I like to say it, I'm going to make a shirt, by the way, that says I'm usually right, and I'm going to wear it on the show just because it's going to drive certain people crazy. But one thing I said, this year's team was about 2023. We have a chance to win 10, 20, win 10 games with a team that was supposed to be for next year, that was built for next year. And it, this year was all about maximizing the quarterback play. That's the reason I did not like the quarterback competition back in September. I think those reps could have helped him against LSU and against Bama. The situation we saw at the end of the game could have been avoided by more reps that are happening in the game. That That is just my opinion. Um, but I'm pretty much going to stick with that. Um, but, I mean, everything's in front. We got Arkansas, which, on it, good grief, guys. If y'all watched that game, which most of y'all did, that's that's a team that looked offensively challenged. It, 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 even with KJ, you have somebody that's going to come back and play quarterback with a shoulder. You know, they're not going to run that guy. You're not going to face the same team that you would of early in the season. Uh, Mississippi State, going to be fine. Bryce Young, in two games against Ole Miss, has thrown for like 370 yards. Now, he threw for three touchdowns, and he made some Superman-like plays. I'm not saying anything negative about Bryce. Um, but the defense did fairly well against They had a good plan against him. The defense deserves all the credit in the world. If they show up like that against Arkansas and Mississippi State, neither one of them are going to win the game. Period. Mike Biggs says, I also think that Judkins should be leading for the Heisman 
Shouldn't matter whether we won this game or not. Judkins was awesome. I think Judkins is the best back in the SEC. And this morning on SEC Nation, whenever they were doing the things like, hey, Herschel Walker led the SEC in touchdowns as a true freshman. Emmett Smith led the SEC in um, touchdowns as a true freshman. Marcus Lattimore led the team in touchdowns as a true freshman. And it was like, no, oh, that's a little bit too much. No, Q deserves to be there. Um, Dean Austin says, it's funny how coach can call out our fans early in the year about not showing up in the second half. And he was right, but it seems to be the coaching staff needs to do the same. Uh, I, I, he was doing the same thing that um, Saban does about the crowd. I do not think anybody needs to take the crowd credit. Him doing the early stuff about the crowd is how we got Kentucky, Auburn, and Alabama to happen. And we're going to have a really raucous Thanksgiving night. It, it was all psychological, and it, it is the way it is. Um, Willis said, hey, excellent name, by the way. Judkins should get rookie of the year, hands down. Yeah, he should be the national freshman of the year in college football. Really, really good player. Really good player. So we're going to take another break in just a second, and when we come back, we're going to we're going to turn the page because you know how I am. In a game like this, this is a really hard-fought game, really good game. Um, but we're going to start to look at Arkansas and Mississippi State. We're going to turn the page on that. And um, Evans' injury is likely his head, man. Yeah, that that was a um, that was a helmet to helmet hit. It might not have been a situation where they thought it was protected or anything like that. It was helmet to helmet. How many yards did Judkins finish with? Mike said um, about 135 yards. Two touchdowns. He should be up to about 150 yards and is leading the SEC in rushing right now. Um, we match up better in the past, Ronald Smithart says, but not even. Lane is doing a good job acquiring talent. Down is going to be a developmental project. He's not instant coffee. He's also um, a sophomore that this is his first full season. This year was all about maximizing the quarterback, and our roster has gotten immensely more talented than it was in the past. I don't think anybody um, can argue that as well. So, apparently, um, John is not going to come in today. That's, that's, that's not good. But anyway, I do want to let you know, tonight's postcast is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, I want you to listening up. Right now, Locked On Ole Miss listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system, for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. Now, in 2019, I had major brain surgery, like over 20 hours in a single surgery, okay? So I had a lot of oxygen hit the brain, if you know what I mean. Well, after the surgery, I've been forgetful as all get out. It, it, I mean, it just happens. I just have to deal with it. So about once a month, it seems like, I'll walk in, forget the security system is on, It'll go off. I'll get a phone call from Simply Safe, and they'll they'll say, "Hey, Mr. Willis, your alarm's going off." I'll give them the password, tell them I'm sorry, and they do that every single time. Now, if they will do that for the worst customer known to man, they will do it for you. They will help your house be more safe. They will do what they have to do to give you that comfort level that only a Simply Safe security system can provide. 
Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by the U.S. News and World Report. It's the third year in a row, and in an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agencies use Fast Protect technology, exclusively from Simply Safe, to capture critical evidence and verify if threat is real. So you can get primary um, priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security security system I recommend. Get 50% off all. New Simply Safe systems at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Miss podcast your first listen every day. Um, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So sign up for subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below. And, of course, upvoting the video itself. Well, I would appreciate it. So, we've talked about this game. Um, so, we talked about this game and talked about it from several things. I, I'm just not going to get totally upset about this. Now, if Alabama would have housed Ole Miss, I would have been upset about it. If Ole Miss would have won this game huge, I would have been over the moon about it. This is kind of exactly where I was, if that makes sense to everybody. You have an Ole Miss team that was extremely up for the game. The defense played unbelievably encouraging against a really good team. Got Jameer Gibbs benched. I don't know what happened and what's going down, but I, I, I am willing to bet that Jameer Gibbs spouted off at halftime and got benched for the second half. Ole Miss's defense did that. And in this game, whenever you're going and it's such on a knife's edge and you can go back and forth, it's going, you, ha- you need to make the plays that are in front of you. So Michael Speck says Auburn will come after him. And if he goes, I can't help him. Lane's nickname should not be the portal key. It's the Lord of Leverage. Mike, I am, you've been making this comment a lot on a lot of the videos. Um, it's not a situation where I'm, really worried about it. It's one of those things where I think Ole Miss is going to do whatever he can do to keep him. Ole Miss is going to keep paying him, period, over and over and over again. Um, The salary is going to go up every year. He's going to be in the news every year because he is one of the best coaches in college football. And honestly, at this point, if he is not number one on your list, you're not doing your job correctly. I question your role as an AD with Lane Kiffin not number one in your top target on your list. So everybody, everybody is going to come after him. He's going to be in the news all the time. He's a guy that, I'll just put it to you like this, okay? When I title my videos, besides Ole Miss Rebels that are guaranteed to be in the front of the title because of the way it works, I also put Jackson Dart or Lane Kiffin in the title because if it is, I get 700 more views than if they're not in there. If I could do a video about Cedric Johnson, it's not going to do as well as Lane Kiffin or Jackson Dart. So the national media is going to include Lane Kiffin, even if he's not a real candidate for the job for that reason. So, I'm going to say that over and over again. They're going to become news. He is a guy that drives traffic, and him driving traffic 
is something to keep an eye on. All right. So Ole Miss plays a night game in Fayetteville. Mike, he's going to do this every year because he's not doing this every year. He's not doing this every year. The media and everybody else is doing this every year. He's not doing this every year. The fact that they're interested in him is not his fault. Um, the alternative is he can come out on every job opportunity that comes up here, which there's seven of them a year, it seems like. Um, would he, Would you prefer he's like, you're only? I'm only going to leave here in a pine box? No, you, you wouldn't. But if you are upset about um, other coaches coming after Lane Kiffin, I honestly can't help you, man, um, because this is going to happen every single year because he's one of the best coaches in college football and everybody thinks they can get him, period. Uh, Bryce Young, really, really good player. He's a special, special dude. Natural ability says, Bryce Young beat us today. That's it. Yeah, there was a couple of plays on the scramble and the touchdown pass that he threw to Corey um, Brooks. Um, a couple of scrambles down the field. Really, really good player. It, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play this coach game too much um, because, honestly, there's two games left in the season, and that's what I'm going to focus on, if that makes sense. Um. Zach Tyler says, do you think we would have had a better chance to win the game if we ran on third down near the end? Anything but a quarterback draw, yes, I would agree with. I think that quarterback draw, I think Alabama was baiting Jackson Dart to try and run up the middle. They were disengaged and make the tackle. I mean, over and over again that happened in the fourth quarter. So I think they saw something, figured something out, and just baited him to run through that hole. It, Jackson Dart... If he could have um, escaped outside, maybe it would have been a different story a little bit. Good game by Jackson Dart. He did not play a bad game. Um, 18 to 31, 212 yards and a touchdown. The The real issue was, to me, Zach Evans getting injured. His, his head injury that happened. Um, whenever Mr. Outside gets taken out of our offense, it becomes a different animal. I know I keep bringing it up, but Arkansas's defensive line looked great today. I want to see what we can do to keep Dart protected. Willis um, asked that. Yeah, they looked pretty good, but also remember LSU was not exactly where they need to be. But Arkansas has been able to rush the passer. The trick to beating Arkansas is pounding the ball, running the football. Do not have operational penalties that set yourself behind the chains. Um, run the ball. This is one of those games like Texas A&M to where you can look up and Ole Miss has 320 yards rushing and have just run Arkansas out of the building. Now, with K.J. Um, Jefferson being a little bit injured on his shoulder, they're probably not going to want to run him because they are going to be scared about what happened today. So that's an advantage Ole Miss as well. So they're going to try and hand it to Rocket Sanders. He ended up with 30 yards rushing. Quinshawn Judkins, I think, is the leader in the SEC in rushing right now. Um, so good for him. Uh, Bobby Allen says, I hated the loss, but great job. Yeah, ab absolutely. That, I'm kind of there with you, Bobby. Um, it was one of those things to where afterwards it just felt like Ole Miss lost a football game. Natural Ability says, we looked like we belonged. That is a hell of a lot more than I can say about our game last year. Yes. 
Absolutely. This was a game, not necessarily where we can announce that we arrived, but it was a game that we were ready to compete for that arrival notice. We didn't quite do it, but it wasn't a situation to where we go in and expecting things like 2009 Georgia or Tennessee in Georgia this year. When you go there expecting to have arrived and you just completely fall flat. This was an Ole Miss team that was able to compete through throwing the ball in the end zone in the last minute to win the game. Period. I, I'm, I'm very impressed with them. Very um, thankful. I hate that there's only two games left. I think there's only 12 days left in the season, um, in, in the regular season, not counting the ball game. But that is terrible. Also, for people that are coming on this live stream that might not listen to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, I am planning on live streaming the signees on early signing day. So you will get 10 to 15 minutes on each player that signs. We will talk about them. We will talk about everything that happens. We'll do that moving forward from early signing day forward, even to include the transfer portal if we can do it. Willis says that penalty with the face mask was scary. Something like that should be in contention for ejection. I know there's no rule, but they want to protect players. Something needs to be done. Yeah, that was a situation that was horrible. Dallas Turner, um, he did that, and then like three minutes later was pushing um, Jackson Dart's helmet into the turf. It's like he didn't even learn about it. Didn't even learn a thing. And if you were going to eject defensive backs for – accidentally bumping into a helmet tackling somebody, yes, that should absolutely be an ejection. Absolutely. That, I mean, that drives, that drives me crazy. That was far more dangerous than any of the target hit, targeting hits that you have seen in the last month. That, that, that was ridiculous. To turn his helmet completely around like Danny Werfel with the Saints and rip his helmet off didn't let go at all. Knew what he was doing. It's yeah, that one that one drives me a little bit crazy. Stacy Blackwood um, from Tide Talk Live and there says, "What a game, buddy!" Yeah, that was a fantastic game. I was just explaining here, Stacy. This is one of the Ole Miss games. I don't feel like Ole Miss was punching up. It was a battle of two evenly matched teams, and Ole Miss just lost the game. That that's that's how I. Um, Took that. But, yeah, um, I was just talking about Dallas turning that face mask, and that that was that almost marred, um, marred the game for everybody. So, in the end of the day, LSU is going to the SEC um, championship game. Um, Georgia, after they beat Mississippi State tonight, I think is going. <clears throat> I think they have to beat Mississippi State or Kentucky, which Kentucky lost to Vanderbilt today. Golf clap for Vanderbilt. The streak is over. They now have a losing streak that is shorter than Kentucky's. So that is interesting as well. I'm <clears throat> I'm pretty pretty excited about that because I've been rooting for Vandy and I've been saying they were going to get somebody all year. And for them to do it today, yeah, that that, that was absolutely fan, um, fantastic. Um, 
Also in the game today, Tennessee throwing a bomb after Missouri hit a surrender punt down 59-24. to Tennessee threw a bomb with under a minute to play in the game. Was the epitome, epitome of zero class. Tennessee and their fan base and what they're they're going to raise this to 12 to where everybody hates them. This is 10 times worse than what Steve Spurrier used to do whenever he said it was your job to stop us. In that situation, Missouri has surrendered punt. It's 59 to 24. Them throwing the bomb, that was classless. That is going to be the reason everybody is going to root for root against you moving forward because you don't know how to act, period. Also, uh, Brady Cook for Missouri, better quarterback than Will Levis. That's my take. I'm going to stick to that. And um, Florida absolutely housed South Carolina. So we had a pretty good um, game, slate of games all day with the Ole Miss-Alabama game, which was a worthy CBS game of the day. So I'm pretty excited, pretty excited what's going on. Um, they showed up. They did what they needed to do. Um, and and it's going to be interesting with them moving forward, honestly. So I'm going to get out of here and keep this relatively short. Tune in uh, Monday for my three takeaways from this game. Um, and to look ahead for Arkansas, we're also going to start incorporating basketball with some basketball postcast as well. And we're going to get ready for the end of the football regular season, transition to basketball, and then on over into baseball as well. Uh, before we get out of here, um, Natural Ability says, I can't imagine Kiffin was not in control of the Final Four play calls. Um, he had his legacy in his hands. He, he wanted that one. I think he wanted that one um, too much. Too much. Now, we got two big games left. We win both of those games. We're in the Orange Bowl for the first time since the 30s, and we get that game against Clemson, and we deserve to have that game against Clemson because I've been saying and I have been writing checks for three weeks about how Clemson is a fraud. I want Clemson. I want Ole Miss to play Clemson in the Orange Bowl because I do think Clemson is a fraud. Them ranked ahead of us in 10th in this playoff rankings was just terrible. Just terrible. So, anyway, thank you very much for tuning in today. Um, whenever you tune in tomorrow, or tune in Monday, we'll do our three takeaways, and then we'll move on to the Arkansas Razorbacks. So, thank you very much for coming in here. Um, anything I can do on Twitter, hit me up. Um, communicate however you can. I'm trying to be pretty open about that. Um, but I hope everybody had a good time tonight, because tonight was actually kind of a fun game. It was a stressful game. But it was kind of a fun game. So I hope everybody had a lot of fun. And get ready for Arkansas. Beat the Hogs. Take care.